Hello, welcome to Tea for Lunch, a weekly show powered by Arcade Studios. Each week, we'll serve you the top stories we're following in social media, entertainment, celebrity, and tech in 15 minutes or less. You can catch the show live on Instagram Thursdays at about 12 p.m. Mountain Time and on all po- podcast platforms and on YouTube on Fridays. We're your hosts this week, Mel and Manny, back by popular demand. Is that true? I don't know. Well, we're back. Either way, we're back and we are excited to be here. Yes. Welcome, really excited. everyone. Yes. Yeah. How's it going? Good, good. Um, happy it's Thursday. It's, uh, I feel like the year Friday is just... Friday Junior. Friday Junior, that's right. Yeah, before Friday. So I'm, I feel like the year is just flying. It's already January 15th, but things are going good. Good. How's Glad it, to hear. How are you? Great. Yeah, the year's off to a great start. I feel like it's going to be an awesome year. So feeling yeah. pretty good. Um, something that came out yesterday was the Coachella lineup. I think two days ago. Two days ago. Yes. And a little birdie told me that you are going to Coachella. For the first time, I'm going to go to Coachella. The lineup dropped. I'm excited. I'm a bit nervous. But uh, yeah, everyone's talking about it. And I'm excited to see Frank Ocean the most. Okay. I think everyone I was is. I going to ask you. Yeah, 100%. Like 95% of the world is. I would love to see him, but I can't do Coachella. I can't do it. I would love to. I just, I Why? just know. I just think, yeah, the camping, the like being on your feet, the big crowds. I just think if I could do like a hotel plopped right in the middle of like the festival grounds, like, sign me up. <laughs> then I would love to do it. Yeah. But I just don't think, I don't think I have it in me anymore. I kind of wish that I would have done it in my early 20s. Fair enough. Yeah, I feel like the thing that's stressing me out the most is my fits. Because but that's exciting. That's the fun part of Coachella. That's why I would want to go. Yeah, I feel like you'd like that. For, but that's the one part that I'm like, gets my heart racing. So I'm like, what am I going to wear? Plus, yes, the heat. I don't really do well in heat, but I feel like the lineup is more chill, which I like. So I don't feel like I need to run around, jump around, and like get all too excited about things. I can kind of just vibe out with, hopefully, Frank Ocean. Yeah, hopefully. That's the vibes. But yeah, yeah Bad Bunny's going to be there too, um, Blackpink. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be awesome. I'm excited for you. When is that? April? April. Okay. We've got a couple months to plan your outfits. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into some news. So our first story is that Instagram announced that they're removing the shop tab from your Instagram homepage. And I mean, I never use that tab, so I'm fine with this, but it's really interesting because like when they moved the shop tab there, it was in this stage where they were really trying to prioritize shopping and they were like really trying to make Instagram shopping a thing. Mm -hmm. And I feel like people were kind of resisting it, but like, obviously that's probably the way that they're going to make the most money. So they were like really pushing for it. And I think it just didn't quite catch on like they thought it would. The shopping will still be there. They're just like putting it less of a priority. So it's taking that like off of the homepage. Um, Did you ever use that tab? No, not once. I saw it and I feel like for the most part, I unconsciously tried to ignore it because I was just confused by it. 100%. I was like, what is this? Um, I feel like also a lot of what was going, showing up on my like shop tab page, like I didn't really want to buy anyway. Mm. So I just had zero reason to even look at it. So um, yeah, I'm not surprised. Did you ever use it? No. And I've never even bought anything on Instagram, like even like sponsored ads. A lot of people, like my friends often will be like, oh, I got served this ad and I bought it because like they are really smart. And if you're shopping, if you put something in your cart, you go on Instagram, it will like show up, right? right? And so I feel like that worked, but the shop tab itself, I don't think like actually worked, but I've never even put my like credit card information or any payment information into Instagram to prevent myself from just like buying. It's like, I I do enough online shopping (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like going yeah. to the website. It's like, I don't need to be doing that, especially because I work in social media. What am I going to be shopping all yep. day? Yeah. And that's the other thing too, is like, I feel like 
maybe they tried to make a push for like making e-commerce happen on Instagram. But for me, like I like going to the shops that I usually shop at and just going to their site and shopping that way. Yeah. So even if like they tried to make it happen in Instagram, I feel like it was a slim to none chance that I would have adopted it. It's also like hard for brands to like update their Instagram shop and yes. put items in. Cause like we have some clients that have like Instagram shopping and it doesn't just like magically go in there. Like everything that's on their website for sale, you have to put it into Instagram. No, so they yeah. don't have as much selection. So I don't know. I just thought that it was like clunky and weird. And like, why wouldn't you just go to the regular site? Mm -hmm. You know, it's weird though. Do you remember what was in that spot before the shop tab was? Because I don't even remember what it was. And I'm curious now what they're going to replace it with because it's like one of four tabs that people can click on. Right. I think that we knew what they were going to replace it with, but I just can't remember. But I think it's like, hmm, wasn't it? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember. One of the many things they're going to need to figure out along with their algorithm issue, but we'll let Adam do some more experimenting. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not feeling optimistic. I'm really over Instagram these days if I'm being honest. You're done, Zell. I feel like most people are. Me too. I don't want to be, but I'm being forced to be. Like I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm really bored by it. I feel like actually IG now for me a lot of the times is just a solidifier platform. Like if I'm curious about a brand or I want to do a little bit more research like outside of the website, I go to IG and I just make sure like they have a respectable feed. 100%. And I'm like, "Okay, yeah, this is cool." And then I go from there. Instagram to me has become very like work. Right. And it's so weird because back in the day, it was very much like connect with your friends. Mm. But then like now, because like that's part of our work. And I just find even like when I'm looking at reels and stuff, I just like see it. I'm like, it's just, and it's probably the sphere that I have, but it's like just influencers doing like reels to like get more views, whatever. Right. I'm just not entertained by it. Like at all. Like yeah. I just go to TikTok and YouTube because there's actually like interesting things. Instagram just like is all the same to me. And I just, I couldn't even tell you like which account is like posting something because it all looks the same. Yeah. And I'll maybe wrap with this too. Like, I feel like Adam, he's been really vocal about experimenting with different ideas for Instagram. And I feel like it's None just, of them are working. yeah. And it's just done damage to, to, to IG. I feel like it's very obvious that they're trying to compete with like all the other platforms, but I feel like they're just confused and a lot of people are tired of it. So yeah, um, they're moving on. And speaking of other platforms, uh, our second story for today is news leaders are looking to podcast, TikTok, and subscriptions for 2023 revenue. According to a news report, um, new leaders, including ed editors and chief executives, are worried about the slowdown in advertising revenue and subscriptions for 2023. This year, only 40-40% of those surveyed feel confident about the year ahead, a big drop from the 75% last year. Subscriptions are expected to be the most important stream of revenue, but only to retain current subscribers. The top three new areas publishers are planning to invest in our podcasts, email newsletters, and digital video. Wow. Yeah. And all social media platforms, publishers plan to put the most investments into... TikTok. Yay. Yeah, we're not surprised. And publishers are planning to put pull spend from Twitter and Facebook. Lastly, some of these other key points of the surveys was that some publications are planning to move away from daily news cycles. Storytelling is going to become more widely used, particularly with video platforms. Yep. And then audiences are expected to continue being pulled over from streaming services over to the news networks. Okay, so this is like traditional news networks, like Washington Post. Finally realizing that TikTok and 
our digital media is probably the place to be. <laughs> you're like three years too late, my friends, but I'm glad that you're here. Yeah, I think they got around finally. Yeah, three years too late, but they're finally like, mm, we should probably pivot. Maybe they need Adam Mazzari <laughs> over there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. Like even I really love how it says like invest in podcasts, email newsletters and digital video because that is a lot of what we do at Arcade. So that makes me happy. Yeah. Like definitely the video portion. I mean, we've been seeing this for like, years. So like, yeah, it's definitely, but it is like different for them if they're like used to publishing more like written content on their pages or on their websites. And it's like behind a paywall for them to go to like a video platform and then have like subscriptions to that. Mm -hmm. It's a big change, but I think it's like a welcome change and it's like expected. Yeah. And I think they got to go where the eyes are, right? Like a lot of people are just spending a lot of time and energy in these short form videos, especially platforms like TikTok. And People are like even used, like we were watching before this, the Washington Post being on TikTok, they have 1.5 million followers. And I feel like I can consume the same news story that they would have had in like a four minute slot through traditional cable. And they just did a meme about it and just a little bit of captions. And I'm like, I got exactly what I needed. It's hell entertaining and it's funny. So um, yeah, it's exciting for us because that's the space we work in. Yeah, I think the humor part is a huge thing. Like I personally love mm. and like everything that I do, I just like love to laugh and like have humor injected into it. Not everyone, like some people I feel like want to watch the news and like feel depressed, but <laughs> it's like if you could laugh while like getting your information, then why not? Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just love it. I just think it's like, I don't know. Yeah, like we might as well yeah, and, have a laugh about it. And it's working. I feel like the more they lean into this, I feel like the more people are actually going to be interested in news as well. Like, I don't even remember the last time I like purposefully went on cable TV and put on the news to like watch it for the sake of news. So that's where my eyes are. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Let's get into our next story. So YouTube is doing some big moves and this is awesome because it's really, YouTube has always been a platform that like really values creators and they've always been the platform that like actually pays creators. Mm -hmm. Um, on like a regular basis. And it's not like up to the creators to go and like get brand deals. Like, yes, you can do that. But if you are publishing on YouTube, like you will get paid from YouTube. Um, obviously you have to get to that monetization point, but something that's new that's coming up this month in, or sorry, in February next month is that they are going to start monetizing shorts. Yep. So shorts are basically YouTube's like short form content. And they release that because Instagram, um, and TikTok obviously were so popular and YouTube videos are like the opposite of short form. Right. Yeah. But they started the shorts, um, like feature. And so people started, publishing on shorts. And to be honest, when it first released, like people were not very stoked on it. It was like really clunky. All of the content was coming from reels and TikTok. So yeah, it was like, just repurposing there it. was no new content. Um, like the user experience was bad. Um, but now I think that like, I think YouTube has put a lot of money into shorts. I even saw at VidCon last year, it was like, they had this whole thing that was like put on by YouTube shorts, not just YouTube. It was like by YouTube shorts. Wow. And it was this huge activation that like clearly they're just really wanting to push that. And so I think them bringing monetization to shorts 
is another play for them to like make shorts happen. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting because like they did um, on Instagram, they had like the reels bonus. And then on TikTok, they have the creator fund, which notoriously pays like very little. Mm -hmm. And then people said too, once they joined the creator fund, their views went down. So anyways, there's not really like the short form video platform that actually pays creators well. So it'll be interesting to see on shorts. And the thing with shorts is they're doing like an ad revenue, like share program where it's like, all of the money that they make from ads, it's just distributed amongst shorts creators based on their views, based on what percentage of views they are in like the big, right in all of shorts views. So like basically people are going to be like running over to shorts to create content because yeah. there's a big opportunity to make money there. Yeah. And that's where the money is. As a creator yourself, I have a question for you. When you create like short term or short form videos, do you have a platform in mind or do you go into it like just thinking about the content and then saying, I'm going to upload this in IG Reels, TikTok, and now YouTube Shorts? Or do you think we'll ever get to a space where like people are thinking of YouTube Shorts as the platform that they nurture or like they create content for and then just use Instagram and TikTok as like secondary platforms? Yeah. So for a couple of years now, my kind of primary platform has been TikTok. I'll film in TikTok. I'll edit in TikTok. The Reels editor has gotten better, but mm -hmm. I think a lot of people like um, filming, editing, and TikTok. And then I'll publish to TikTok and then like download it and publish elsewhere. But I think that that might change with um, shorts monetization um, right. because I even noticed when you upload, when I've been uploading a TikTok video to YouTube Shorts, if it detects that it's from another app, it won't be eligible for monetization. And oh. it's it's weird. Like I've kind of gotten... No, around it where I'll download it from TikTok. And then if I put it into a video editor and change it a bit, download it, then put it up, then it doesn't know that it like came from TikTok. Right. But I thought that that was interesting. I didn't know before that they were going to be sort of like, if they can if they can see that it's from another third party app, it like won't be eligible for monetization. Whoa. So they're smart. So I think, I think people are going to start creating specifically for, for YouTube yeah. shorts. And I kind of hope, I hope to see sort huh. of like the style of video that because with reels and with TikTok, like there's similarities, but they're very different. Like the vibe is different. The style of content is different. Yeah. Right. So I hope that YouTube shorts, like we, I don't want to see just like repurpose content. I hope that it kind of becomes its own thing. Yeah. And I feel like also with like platforms like TikTok, especially like it's informed by trends that's happening. Like if there's a sound, people will make content based on that sound or they'll even like lay it as an overlay but for tiktoks i feel like there's a potential where people can just like start from scratch and yeah. do whatever they think and it's a little bit more original that way rather than like seeing the same type of song or trend or even idea on tiktok floating around so and a lot of trend reports are actually really bullish on tiktok which is awesome because i feel like they're doing do the work YouTube? or sorry yeah youtube because um they're doing the work on their end to make it I mean, I don't think it ever really died, but I feel like YouTube is going to be a really popular platform for 2023. I think it's having a resurgence. Like, totally. I don't think that YouTube has gone anywhere. I think there's been people, myself included, have been watching YouTube for like over 10 years. Um, YouTube was started, I think, in like 2005. So it's like coming up on two decades. So it's been around for a long time. And I think that like there's so much money in YouTube because advertisers pay a lot of money to Google the, who owns YouTube. And I think there's a lot of stability in the fact that it's owned by Google. With TikTok, there's less stability. And like every month there's a new rumor that it's like going to be banned in the US. Mm. And so there's like people are a bit nervous. Whereas like YouTube, because it's been around for almost two decades, you can guarantee it's, it's going to be around. Yeah, it's an OG. And um, I think the monetization piece is huge because people want to be compensated 
for their work. As they should. As they should. Okay. We've been chatting a lot about YouTube, so let's get to our last story. Yes. Um, So in our last story for today, Nike has dropped a new shoe. It's not really a story, but it's more of like a cool fact. But they're doing um, Sesame Dunks, um, which is going to be super exciting. Finally, they have a Canadian-based shoe that everyone's excited about. I think when it first dropped, everyone on uh, on our Slack channel was like, oh my gosh, so cool. Isn't it bagel? Aren't they bagel? Bagels, Sesame bagel shoes. I just think of like the Sesame's, but yeah, they're bagels. Well, yeah, because it looks like they're just kind of like, like dotted. Yeah. And they're really cool. They're cool. And everyone's like, are you going to cop it? I'm like, yeah, if I can beat the bots, the bots always beat me. I'm like, oh, and 500 anytime I try to cop something cool. So would you wear them or just keep them on your shelf? Um, I would wear them, but I'd wear them sparingly. I feel like if I need to flex for a certain event or a certain <laughs> put gathering. Put on the bagel shoes I'm like, to flex. Yeah, I'm like, yo, let me put on the bagels. So yeah, I'll, I'll try, but we'll see if uh, I can beat the bots. I saw yesterday Air Force One came out or they have Air Force One Valentine's shoes and they're so cute. They're oh, like yeah. red and pink. And they've got hearts all over and I just think they're so cute. And immediately my I was like, I need to buy these. And then I thought for like one more second and I was like, I'm not going to wear those. You can only have like one or two fits that really go like with a statement shoe like that. And it's like fresh for like the first time you wear it or like the second time. And then like, what is your staple shoe going to be? <laughs> a bangle shoe, right? Yeah. Is that your daily uniform? No, not, or the, yeah, the hardest one. Anyway. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Now that we've wet your palate, go eat something more substantial. Thanks for having us. See you next show. Bye.